So let's talk about that F word. Let's make friends with the F word, forgiveness. We'll be going there before long. Oh darn, some people say when you talk about forgiveness. Um, but I would say maybe, maybe it's more people are realizing it's really for us. The old notion of forgiveness that um, we grew up with was pretty bare bones and not very effective. Forgive and forget. Really? How do you do that? I don't think so. And Edith would always say, we don't want to forgive and forget. We want to forgive and remember. Because that story was important in your life. That bad negative story or that difficult relationship is part of your lab. It's part of your classroom. You don't want to forget. But what you want to do is process the story in the light of your soul and give your personality all the things it needs to digest it and let it go. Let it go downstream. And what remains is a couple of golden nuggets of wisdom that you gained from having traveled through this difficult story. That's what this is all about. It's about kind of laundering the story, you know, to, to uh, drain it of the pain so that the pain isn't just inside us acting and reacting and circling and cycling and, and torquing our responses, you know. Um, it's still the story that it was, um, but now you look at it and say, yeah, and here I am, you know, here I am with these strengths, here I am with this understanding, and I'm no longer under that story. That story I have I have mastered the lessons inside that story. So, so forgiveness is, Erin uh, uh, has a way of calling it, the center of the circle. Like it is so important. And once you start recognizing uh, your relative happiness or unhappiness and our power and lack of power in life, you start seeing forgiveness issues everywhere it's like it's it's so it's it's really like like the water we're swimming in it's so important and so around us and so uh, much to do with our um, happiness or unhappiness but we have these uh, misconceptions about it that we have to put down and um, one of them would have to do with uh, many of us have felt that we need to keep our anger or keep our sorrow alive so that we are safe from uh, a similar kind of uh, insult <laughs> or sorrow or loss happening again. We think it's protecting us somehow to keep the grudge. There's some reason we, we think grudge, holding a grudge is going to prevent us from being tricked or fooled or, or you know, um, ambushed by harm again in the future. And it's, it's very counterintuitive, but it's really not the case. What actually happens is if you keep the grudge alive, you keep the weakness in your space, your aura, your being alive, and that same insult is invited to come again, you know, and come again, and come again. And very often people say, gosh, why does the same stupid story keep happening to me over and over and over? Why does the same thing keep happening, you know? Am I, am I some kind of masochist that I'm doing this to myself somehow? And, and that's not what it is. What it is is that you haven't yet uh, become senior to that story. So that you are the master 
looking at a story and making new decisions about it and healing your being from it and um, so that it can settle and not come back anymore. It, w it only comes back again and again and again because you didn't, you didn't get it yet. And your psyche is trying to get you into being whole, to being complete, to being powerful. And so, okay, you didn't get it. Let's try this one, you know. Maybe you'll get it this time. And sometimes the, the repeat of unfortunate stories gets us to a point where we kindle our wills. We kindle our will to say, oh, I've got to get to the bottom of this. I've got to make a change. This can't happen anymore. Ah, what happened? And um, very often we find that uh, stories that persist in our lives uh, are like an outgrowth of an older, deeper tap root that happened to us in childhood. So you may, you know, the people are talking about, oh, I'm always attracted to you know, men who can't commit. I'm always attracted to women who are, you know, turn on you and are mean bitches all of a sudden. Why am I attracted to this kind of person? And it's because in your unconscious mind, there's some old uh, wound or um, imprint that came into you early on that is, is kind of sending up new shoots and suckers and outgrowths that in the present, but really there's a, a deeper root to it. So, um, so forgiveness work is, it's ever present. And we, it's not like we're gonna have to be doing it every single minute, we're not gonna do that. But there are cycles and seasons of growth when we're invited to clean house. And it's kind of like, this is a great time of year to do forgiveness work. It's spring, it's late winter. We're, we're longing for, for the spring, and, and here comes Easter, and, and all, all the old you know, recognitions of the turn of the wheel of the year, the, the new growth in the spring. That's why my friend um, Mary Flood does her 45 days of forgiveness every year. I sent you guys that email yesterday, right? Yeah. So, uh, so she does that because it, it, uh, she was raised Catholic, and she's still kind of Catholic, but um, she really loves the, <laughs> a lot of us are kind of something yeah, still. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> so, so she loves, you know, she starts it on Ash Wednesday and she makes her list of, well, like, you know, what kind of house cleaning do I need to do? What, who, who am I resenting? Who, what have I become aware of in my family system, or what in myself have I, am I really disgusted about right now, or whatever. She makes this list at the beginning of Lent, and um, journeys through it, tries to do like a little, a little forgiveness most days. It doesn't, little forgiveness issues are gonna take you about 15 minutes. Um, Medium-sized forgiveness issues are gonna take you half an hour, you know. Hefty forgiveness issues are going to take you 45 minutes to two hours, to, you know, if it's like a big one, and you want to do those with me, or with someone else who's skilled in this regard. That your big issues you don't want to do by yourself, because you need the extra will present, and the extra emotional uh, intelligence and compassion presence, and the extra spiritual energy present to get over the hump of a big story. Um, we get, we are social creatures and we get hurt by people, and we heal with people. So uh, our, our biggest wounds, it's good to have a good person helping us through that 
through that gateway. But there's lots of forgiveness issues we can do on our own. You can do forgiveness around traffic jams. You know, I really expected to be here at 7 o'clock, but that wasn't possible because of 35W. And I don't want to be, you know, all tied up in knots and, and morbidly embarrassed. So I'm going to release my expectation that I could have gotten here at 7 o'clock. That's forgiveness, you know. And when, once you, you practice the eight steps over and over on, on big and little issues, it becomes a uh, muscle memory sort of thing in your psyche where after a while you start realizing you're about to create a forgiveness issue. You know, you're about to create a resentment because you are about to expect something unreasonable from this person or situation. Mm -hmm. And you have that moment to go, oh yes, reality. Promote reality. Don't create a resentment because you're expecting this person to do X and they've only always showed you that they're not going to. So let's just not even pick that up. Let's, let's be realistic about um, what people are. And um, so some of our forgiveness issues are conscious. We know what they are, you know, and that's great. And that makes total sense. And it's going to give you so much relief. And we're going to focus in on the one chunk that's going to be the most helpful right now, you know. And in a couple weeks or a couple months, we'll do the next chunk or whenever it comes, you know, ready. Um, and other things come up in daily life as you go. So I, I just did this thing. I, I find that uh, my forgiveness work is often revealed in my dreams. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you f realize you, you didn't realize you were mad at someone until you're in, in a dream yelling at them? I'm like, wow, hmm, maybe I'm mad at them. What do you know? I don't know. So, um, so that happened to me. I decided, you know, I'm going to do that 45 days thing this year. That's a good thing. I'm going to do it. I don't do it every year. She's been doing it for 15 years. And I do it some years and not others. And I thought, I'm going to do that. Yep, I'm in, you know. And I thought, I wonder who I'll end up forgiving. I, it wasn't conscious. Mm -hmm. So was it last night or the night before? It was like shortly after I had said, yes, I'm in. I'll do this. I had this dream where I was yelling and yelling at uh, one of my husband's friends. He's got, he's got this friend who I've known, too, for 30 years. And our fa two families used to be uh, close and spend a lot of time together, but now it's mostly just, it's always just him and um, Fred getting together. But um, I didn't realize that I've, I've been mad at him. I've been mad at Fred's friend for a long time. And I, I just don't want to tell the whole story. It's stupid, but it, it's, you know, it's really kind of an insult and violation thing that he did long ago. And he did it like several times little and then one time big and then I thought F you mm. you know and I started declining invitations and then after a while I forgot you know why I'm mad I'll call him Johnny you know his name is something else why I'm I forgot that I'm mad at Johnny but I know that whenever Fred talks about Johnny which isn't often but you know once a month or once every six weeks they get together and he'll kind of come back and report in on Johnny and and I know that I I always kind of listen with this kind of like resentment, you know? And I'm just so used to it that I didn't catch it anymore as a forgiveness issue. But I actually used to like him. I used to like Johnny. And, you know, he's part of like the fabric of our long-term community life. 
but I've, I've actually been mad at him for like, the, you know, 25 years. <laughs> Maybe I should stop. Maybe I should forgive. So I just did not recognize it until last night or the night before, and I was yelling in my dream. So anyway, I thought, oh, put him on the list. You know, and what's really funny is uh, I don't, you don't really know how much energy some of these little issues are taking. You, you just, they're kind of these low-grade things like, you know, a, like a, a callus on your foot that so, sort of bothers you some days and not others. They're these low-grade things you just go along with. And then when you realize, oh, I'm carrying this resentment, let me just put that down. It'll probably take me about half an hour. I will forgive Johnny sometime in the coming week because it's Lent and I'm doing the 45 days. And it's amazing how much energy is released uh, for that. You, you really feel uh, brighter, fresher, more alive immediately and something shifts in your attitude or your relationship with this person. And um, then you decide it's a separate matter whether you actually talk to this person about the issue. So some people, uh, it's important enough that you should probably just have a conversation about it sometime, you know. And other people aren't going to be that good with that conversation, and they're not as key in your life that you, you, just, you don't have to. That's one of the things that gets in people's way with forgiveness is the fear that they're going to have to talk to the person about it because uh, not everyone is talkable. Not everyone is uh, emotionally strong enough to, you know, to handle hearing that you've been mad at them. They're going to just be defensive and go, oh, and like come up with something they're mad at you about. I mean, they're going to just not be able to bear it, even if it's, you know, not, not that big. Some people are not safe. They're, they're going to be, you know, aggressive with you if you um, try and talk to them about it. Uh, some people have left the earth. They're not where you can directly talk to them about it. But um, you find that if you do the forgiveness work with someone who has passed on and you get to the later steps where you're reaching out and sending love to them, well, they're there. They're somewhere. They're, they're, the soul is energy and it can't be destroyed. It's in the universe somewhere. Very often people feel like, wow, I felt them. And I felt like they were loving me back. Mm. Wow, you know, I haven't felt them in ages, and there they were loving me back, and I feel, feel good now, I feel clear now. So um, the biggest, uh, w one of the myths about forgiveness is that, well, I don't want to do it because it's hard. It's hard, and it's going to take so long. You know, it's going to take so much time. And in fact, it's only hard if you don't know what to do just like any life skill, like driving a car or using your computer, you have to learn some the tricks and then you do them and it works, right? So it's, it's only hard if you don't have the information and you haven't practiced it. It doesn't take long, you know, if I'm carrying this thing around Johnny for 25 years, right? I'm telling you it's gonna probably take me half an hour to clear it up when I finally recognize that I need to. It's going to take me half an hour, and I'm going to feel better. And I'm going to feel better every time Fred talks about Johnny. I'm going to be, I'm not going to be listening like, you know, I'll be, I'll just be nicer 
you know, and the, he's part of Fred's life, and I, it'd be nice if I wasn't like, you know, a little dirty with resentment every time he's talking to me about him. Um, the longest thing about forgiveness is getting to step one, which is the will, right? So this is where we have to use our strong will that says, you know what? <sighs> I will do this. I, I'm resisting it, but I do want to have the experience of this goodness for myself, so I will do this. Step one is I will let this go. And sometimes we have to, t you know, encourage ourselves and tell, our, tell ourselves why. Why will I let it go? I will let it go because uh, I want to enjoy those conversations with Fred Moore. I want to uh, like Johnny again, even if I don't see him. I want to just, you know, see what's good in him and like him and not worry about those those things they were there 25 years ago. Um, I will not um, hang out with him because, you know, people show you who they are and they show you what they do and you don't have to trust everyone. You don't have to trust people if they've showed you they're untrustworthy. So um, I will not hang out with him alone, put it that way. I, I might hang out with him in the, in the crowd, but, you know, alone. He's got a little part in him that's mean and comes out. Mm. So, yeah. So, so we, we make choices. But the, the longest part is getting to step one because we, we think we need our anger. And our anger is, uh, you know, it's doing some things for us. It's making us feel like, well, I know I don't deserve that. Well, I you know, I don't have to hang out with them. I don't have to do what you want me to do, etc. I we we mistake it for our boundary, but it's actually just a helper to help us get to our boundary. But the thing is, counterintuitive. You have to forgive in order to get your boundary. So very often, people cling to a wall when what they need is a boundary. So when, when we are holding resentment alive, we have a weakness. We, we have a hole in our boundary. When we release this issue and have goodwill for this other person, our natural energetic boundary slides into place and is stronger than ever. And strangely, we become uh, less susceptible to uh, hurt. From, from people once we have um, forgiven them. So, Jacqueline? Um, one of the years in the program, I did a forgiveness session with Mary in front of the group. And I forgave my older daughter because she was getting a divorce. I did not know he was physically abusive. She did not tell us. And she... So she left, thank God, but she wouldn't tell me anything. And for, you know, almost two months, I had no idea where she was, where she lived. She would not tell me where she was living. I didn't hear from her. I was very hurt. It was terrible. And you and took it personally as a mom? Yes. That you know, how dare you just yes. cut off from me like that? And mm -hmm. she just cut me off. And when we did the forgiveness session, the 
It was really powerful. And the interesting thing was, was that within a week, she called me and said, Mom, I am so sorry. I will never shut you out again. She said that without you telling her anything. I didn't tell her anything. And it was just, mm -hmm. some things can happen like that that are really powerful mm -hmm. when you forgive somebody. And if we, we've been great ever since. <laughs> so exactly. A, yeah. the, the relationship improves, even if it's a, a distance one, even if um, you don't tell them, you know, I forgave you the other day, you old hag. You know, you don't, you don't have to tell them that. They, they, on some level, feel it, that they feel the unconditional love coming from you. They feel safer t enough to reach back with a healthier part of themselves. It's uncanny. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not something you can predict. And we don't do it in hopes that they're going to behave better. We do it because we need to stop internalizing these arguments and these fights and these negativities. We need to, to have our minds and energy available for other great things, other things we want to create in life, not because because our our energy is is like money it's like you know it's it's invested in certain things and it, if you're investing your energy in resenting resentments and old stories that that energy is tied up it can't use it to write your book you can't use it to start your your new thing that you're trying to start it's you need to um, withdraw that energy from that that dysfunctional space and put it back into the hopper for the good things in the present moment. So um, the nice thing about uh, this forgiveness work is that we get to express our anger freely. And we, it's very safe because we're going to do it to an empty chair. And you can, and it's especially, it's, 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 uh, Our anger is, is, is uh, very colorful sometimes. It needs to use words and, and be mean and a little violent and things like that sometimes. And we, because it's, it's just a, a big babyish emotion. But, but in using the empty chair uh, and addressing the, the person in our imagination in the empty chair, we can be a big baby for a while. I'm going to be a big baby for 15 or 20 minutes. You know, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt the chair. It's not going to hurt you. You can say, I hate you. I hate you so much. And you can even say it towards someone you love. Sometimes we hate people we love. You know, sometimes the people we love the most in moments we're upset with them, we hate them. You know, this, it's this flip side of that passion, you know. I hate you so much. You are such a pain in the and, uh, and when you say this, I want to just smack you sometimes. I want to just say, oh, no, F you, right? You, you just want to, like, let it roll out. It's just words that are uncorking a block that is kind of, you know, doing this. Mm -hmm. And you know, anger is, is kind of fiery and irrational and not fair. And there's only so much of it. It's not like going to, you know, burn down the block if you have it. It's going to be a little pot of venting for 15 or 20 minutes. 
and then it's going to be done. And, it's, and it, you're going to find yourself going, huh, I felt good. Now what? And now what is step three? You go to the next step. So these steps, which we're going to learn, um, you know, in, in order and um, in some more depth next time, uh, are the organic way the psyche heals itself. The psyche has its way of getting over something. And Edith discovered and observed this by being a psychotherapist for 45 years and watching all these stories come to resolution. Some didn't come to resolution, but the ones that did, she said, okay, this always happens, and this always happens, and this always happens. And she put it together in what she called a recipe. And it tends to follow the same order. Some of the steps are a little interchangeable. In the middle, you can do this one first or this one first, whatever makes most sense in the moment. But others are, uh, they have to come in a certain process. And the first one is, um, step one, is when we, we use our will to say, okay, I'm going to be done with this. I will forgive you now because. Why? I will forgive you because I want to love you, Mom. You know, I want to I like and love you, and I want to be happy to talk to you because you don't have power to upset me anymore, you know. I want to appreciate you. Um, or I want to uh, forgive you because uh, this is a tiresome old story and I'm boring myself. I want to get over this boring story. So you have different reasons. <clears throat> so before we get into the eight steps, we have perhaps a preparation time, which is what you guys are lucky enough to have now for two weeks before we have our workshop or before you have your sessions. Uh, the preparation time where you're just kind of getting your head around it and saying, okay, it's going to be different. I'm going to change something. I'm ready to. I'm ready to change this. And, and, and really kind of uh, feeding your, your will for um, going forward with this forgiveness business. So you're going to make a plan for it. You're going to, in the workshop, we'll do it here. We're going to have Kleenex. We're going to have something we can punch if somebody needs to punch something. We're going to have, uh, you know, some basic uh, privacy and all of that. Um, now, you've done a lot of forgiveness work, yeah. young lady. Yes, I have. What does your preparation time look like before you actually get to your session in your house? Well, for me, I, I've had to... I have to thaw out the emotions. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll know we're going to do forgiveness work, and I'll, I'll first I'll wonder what I'm going to forgive if it's not immediately there, and something will always occur to me, and it sometimes will be surprising. And then I have to kind of slowly allow the emotion to come out because in my the way I was raised, we did not express our emotions a lot in Scandinavian background. And, like, I'm not that comfortable with it. So my preparation time is a lot about sort of, the, I think of it as like, it's like a block of ice that's sort of thawing and I become more aware of why it, it's an issue, why it's hurting me or what, you know, how it's getting in my way. Mm -hmm. And I'll write a note or two um, and I'll have to consciously let myself feel it. Like I'll go in the bathtub and go, okay, go ahead and feel it. 
So that's one of your favorite places to start feeling your emotions directly, yeah. is to get in the, the bathtub. Water, the warm water. If the warm water works Not on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Hey, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah so, I, and I write notes. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Okay, so the, the writing notes helps you. Yeah. Okay. Have we all done forgiveness work no, in this group? I know. Some I of you have, have not. Mm -hmm. And you I have. have yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was just curious. You know, I, I went to, I well, went to okay. um, Mary's little lunch and learn. That's how I, the other Mary, the Mary that. Oh, Mary Flamanili, yep. Under you, and sh we didn't actually do the work, but we just like did it in our, in our mind. Um, like we closed our eyes and she walked the whole group. Like you visualized the journey through the eight steps around something. Yes. So the work wasn't actually done, but just like the power of the steps, I could tell were so strong. But when I saw her um, advertise this, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to go to that. And I had something in my mind that I was going there for, but something else completely different came up when uh -huh. she started the... Mm -hmm. and, um, and so it was really super interesting about kind of that, the inner family system, the the voice that was loudest um, was not the voice that I expected, but like kind of. But it was the magic. topic your psyche picked, yeah. and perhaps it picked it because it was timely, or perhaps it picked it because it was easy yeah. to resolve and you needed a success. Yeah. So, when you start doing forgiveness work, it's like learning to ride a bicycle or something. You wouldn't start learning to ride a bicycle on a steep hill, you know. You you take you take baby steps. So. Um, as you as you think about this, and as you use this journal page I gave you in the coming couple of weeks, as things occur to you and you jot them down, just uh, you know, kind of entertain. Oh you know, yeah, maybe I'll do this. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. And maybe we'll get here in the circle and start raising the nice spiritual energy we have, and something else will pop instead. And you're like, oh, you know, that's really the one. Uh, and it's it's just you're ready for that. Your psyche decided you should do that today. You should be done with that today. Just go forth. So, um, so it's interesting. Yeah, so how, you, do you have something to add about preparing? Do you write things down? Uh, actually, probably the day before, I let them bubble and stew like a crock pot. Yeah, because you make an appointment with me a couple weeks out, and then you know that's coming. And so then a couple of days before you yeah. see me, you start. I float, float stuff around. But I remember the forgiveness workshop. When was that in the spring last year? I think so. Mm -hmm. It was the spring upstairs. There's been a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, well, I was at one of them. Yeah. And I remember I was dealing with my parents. And so mm -hmm. that, that spark doesn't seem to be lit as much now. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that, well, I wonder, if I'm sure there's somebody else to address. And I actually did write a name down. So I'm starting to work now. But Good. So, you know. I, I've noticed that one of the signals that I'm, that I'm working on an issue is it'll occur to me and I'll feel, I'll, I'll dread. I'll, I'll have a sense of dread, like, oh, God, not that. Yeah, right. Oh. And, <laughs> Let this know, cup pass from me. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, wow. You know, it's just, it's sort of like lands like, oh, you yeah. know that's it. Yeah. It's like, but I don't want to do that. Uh -huh. So that's part of oh. it. <laughs> well, Nobody is crazy about feeling their pain. 
Uh, and <laughs> the thing is, uh, and nobody, nobody wants to go to the dentist and, you know, have a root canal. But <laughs> perhaps you do need to. You know, so the but thing you is, do if you're really in pain, if you're really in pain, yes. but you're gonna you're gonna dare feeling 45 minutes more of stuff to have total relief. Yeah. You're gonna dare that, and that's why in a forgiveness session, yeah, I promise you, no one has ever died. You know, never, not happened. Uh, you're gonna take this little journey, and it's gonna be like a 45 minute journey or something like that, mm -hmm. and and you're gonna get out on the other side. And so, but you have to dare feeling the feelings, letting the feelings thaw out and feeling the feelings. So, um, so we make it nice and safe for all of us to, to do that. And um, it's, uh, it's surprising. It's surprising how, uh, how it works well. I'm thinking of one of our st uh, students a few years ago who came to my first came to her first forgiveness workshop and she just had so much pain about her husband who'd been a disaster in a lot of ways. She really loved him a lot but it's just been a disaster in a lot of ways with money and, st and work and stuff and she was in so much pain and she, you know, she, she just cried and cried and she said, I can't believe I'm crying so much and she'd stop and, <sighs> and another wave would come out, you know. She'd stop, and, and another wave would come out, and then she's like, oh, it's done, <laughs> you know, it's done. She didn't die. Those three waves of sobbing hard took 20 minutes, and then we went to the rest of the steps, and she was in very, very good form, and in a new space with her husband, and um, their life and you know her decisions about that and stuff so but she says it's amazing it's like it's amazing how it just wants to come out <laughs> and then and it comes up in a wave and then it comes out and then it's done and so um so i'm gonna pause because I, I feel like i'm getting a little scattery and wandery i hope that isn't the case but let's see So I guess I want to just invite you guys to be explorers, explorers of uh, the adventure of finding new freedom in your life. And that's what this is about. It's not about being in pain. It's not about going, oh, dread. You know, that's temporary. <laughs> it's really about courting new freedom and courting new uh, ease, easy breathing, and, and being comfortable in your skin. It's really about that. It's about joy. It's about those things. And the, the things that come up on your list that you go, oh, those are, those are little doorways to more of that, to more joy, to more ease, to more power. So let's just close tonight with um, kind of going inside your heart space again. Kind of relaxing back into this very comfortable, trusting space. And just feel any amount of willingness to have an adventure, to have a psychological adventure in coming weeks. 
destination, new freedom. In spirit, we ask that you walk with each one of us in the coming weeks until we meet again, and that you very calmly and clearly lay our work out on the table in front of us. The various pieces of work that are ours to do and the one that is ours to do now in this season, in this coming month. We ask that you support each person here for this process to be gracious, doable. And we open up our supple, flexible psyches to input, ideas, inspiration, dreams, memories. And allow ourselves to feel gratitude for the whole process. So, till we meet again, our circle is open yet unbroken. Merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.